الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم عما بعد والحمد لله we after a, a short break for the conference Alhamdulillah, we were, we, we intend inshallah to continue with the text of Sharh Sunnah by Imam Babahari, rahimahullah, and previously we were discussing the Iman Dajjal. from the Iman of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah is the belief regarding the Dajjal, and within the discussion of about the Dajjal, we also mentioned uh, the affair of Isa ibn Maryam and the descent of Isa ibn Maryam. And we mentioned one point as well in relation to Isa ibn Maryam, a discussion amongst Ahlul Ibn. Does anyone remember what it was about? Discussion amongst the scholars about Isa ibn Maryam specifically. If he's regarded as being from now. If he's regarded as being from amongst the companions, Naam, so the question was if Isa ibn Maryam was regarded as being, from being amongst the companions. And what was the general khulasa, what was the general summary of the discussion? Now? He's a prophet, he's got a higher status, however. Be, in terms of the definition of a Sahabi, he'd be considered as a Sahabi in definition. However, it's of, it doesn't really avail us or doesn't really benefit us to know that anyway. Why? Because the companion or the, the reason why we have to know the, who the companion is is in order to establish their status. However, Isa <coughs> Maryam is a prophet. So that has a higher status anyway. And so this is uh, a mute discussion. As we discussed a lot of animals best. So, we go on to our next point, inshallah. Tafadal Sheikh Omar. So, we have Imam bin Nuzul, Imam bin Nuzul, uh, the English, is he trying to have the English of you? And so from the Iman of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is to believe in the descent of Isa ibn Maryam. And this, this is regarded as being from the Alamat al-Sa'a al-Kubra. So it's regarded as being from the major signs of the hour. Naam. So we understand from the signs of the hour that there are two types. You have the minor signs and the major signs. And in relation to the minor signs, then 
the majority, if not all, have come to pass already. In terms of the minor signs of the hour. As for the major signs, then we are awaiting those major signs. And from those major signs is, this, is the descent of Isa ibn Maryam. And the Imam, Isa ibn Maryam, was mentioned by Sheikh Fawzan, Ya'ani min as-sama, that his descent is from the heavens. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala Rafa'ahu Allah Ta'ala raised him towards the heavens. Lama arad al-Yahud qatlahu Lama arad al-Yahud qatlahu And so he was ascended to the heavens when the Yahud intended and wanted to kill him. And so they, attend, they intended to approach Isa Maryam, kill him and crucify him. وَدَخْرُوا عَلَيْهِ And they entered upon him. And so within that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised him towards the heavens. As Allah ta'ala mentions, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا صَلَبُوهُ and they did not kill him, nor did they crucify him. Rather, a likeness was placed before them. A likeness of Isa Sheikh Fawzan, he mentions here two points or two aqwal in relation to who was that individual that was placed يعني, in place of Isa ibn Maryam. Uh, who was given the likeness of that of the, the Prophet Isa and Maryam? He mentions the first of them was a man, and that this man was given this likeness so that the Yahud would come and crucify him because he was the one that directed the Yahud towards Isa and Maryam in the first place. And so, this is regarded as being an akuba. Now, this is regarded as being yani, a punishment for that individual, for that betrayal, where he directed Yahud towards him. That's the first call. The second is that the individual, rather as individuals from the Atba' of Isa. So he's one of the followers of Isa. And so Isa السلام, mentions to that individual, Sayulka Alek Shubhi. And so that which will be placed upon you is a likeness of myself. What the cool like Jannah. And that which will be for you in terms of and recompense is Jannah, like the road of Jannah. For Sabr al-Rajal. And so the man remained patient upon what came his way. And he, ex- and he accepted being given this particular يعني, uh, resemblance of Isa. And thus, he accepted with that al-Qatan. Except with that being killed and being crucified. Why? Because he intended and he wanted al-Jannah. 
So these are the two. Now, as for yani, where we understand this to be taken, where this is taken from, then this is understood and Allah Ta'ala knows best to be taken from the, what is referred to as the Israeliyat. The Israeliyat. What Israeliyat? You know? Israeliyat. The narrations of Ben Israel. Naam, the narration of Ben Israel. And what is the correct motif regarding the Israeliyat? What's the correct position regarding them? If they align the Quran and the Sunnah, we accept them. Okay. Now, so uh, essentially, if it's if it opposes the Quran and Sunnah, then of course the Quran and the Sunnah is muqaddam. The Quran and the Sunnah takes precedence, and so if something from the Israeliyat opposes the Quran and the Sunnah, then it is uh, rejected out of hand, as they say. However, if there is no contradiction, then likewise they are not accepted. However, however the, the position regarding them, these narrations, is a tawakkuf. Naam, they're neither rejected nor accepted. Naam, they're neither rejected nor accepted. And so, when it comes to the specific explanation of the the, these narrations, then we would neither accept them nor reject them. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And so, for example, the first explanation given of the individual that directed the Yahud towards Isa, you know, Maryam, that's, that's referring to, yani from their narrations, Israeli had, and referring to who? Anyone know? None. One of them is Judas. However, of course, it's from their narrations. And so we won't say that this is something that is accepted. Rather, it's neither accepted nor rejected. And that's Allah knows best. Now, thereafter, in the Babahari, he mentions, and Isim Maryam, he descends for Yaktullah Dajjal. This was we mentioned previously. So in his descent, he will yani, kill the Dajjal. And so he seeks out the Dajjal. And when coming upon him, then he will kill him. Thereafter, it mentions where it is always. And then he will marry, and then he will pray behind an imam from the family of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so, as for the statement yet as always that he will marry, as for the statement that he will marry, then this is taken from some, as Sheikh Khazar mentioned, this is taken from some of the athar. That there's some narrations that mention that Isa and Maryam will marry. And Sheikh Hosea mentions that 
None of these athar are thabita. None of these athar are affirmed. Naam, to be correct. And Ibn Jawzi, rahimahullah, he mentions in addition to that, that these narrations, or this narration regarding that, layasih. The narration in relation to that, the marriage of Isa and Maryam, is not correct. Naam, it's not correct, it's not affirmed. And so, as for Zawaj, the Zawaj of Isa, then it's not something that we would say is affirmed in Allah Ta'ala knows best. As for the Salah, Khalf al-Mahdi, as for the Salah of Isa and Maryam, behind the Mahdi, فهذا ثابت. This is something which is thabit, it's affirmed. And so, With this, the Mahdi yatlub minhu and yusalli bin muslimin. Lianhu yanzil waqtil salatul fajr. Wal muslimu mujtami'un lissalat. Fiyatlub minhu al-Mahdi and yusalli bin muslimin. Fiyakul Isa la. Inna ba'dukum ala ba'd umura. Fiyusalli khalf al-Mahdi. So initially, with this narration, which is found in Sahih Muslim Narration of Jabir Ibn Abdullah Within this It mentions that Isa and Maryam He descends at the time of Fajr And so the Muslims Are gathering for that particular Salah And the Mahdi Seeks and requests for Isa ibn Maryam to lead the people in the salah. And to lead the Muslims in the prayer. And Isa ibn Maryam he states, I in refusal, no. Indeed, you are to one another leaders. And you lead one another. And so thus, he prayed behind the Mahdi. The Mahdi led the Salah and the Isa ibn Maryam prays behind him. As for the Qa'im, referred to in this uh, in the statement of Abba Bahari, the Qa'im, the Imam, is the Mahdi. And the Mahdi is Muhammad ibn Abdullah. His name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah. And so, he has the same name as the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he has the same his father's name is the same as the, the name of the father of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. bin Bayt al-Hassan ibn Ali. And he's from the family of Hassan ibn Ali. And so, uh, Naam, and so this is from, he's from the Dhuriyat al-Hassan ibn Ali. Thereafter, has the mentioning of that Isa and Maryam thereafter will die and the Muslims will bury him. And so Isa and Maryam will pass away and the Muslims will bury him. And so he will pass away at the end of his life. And that's what Allah Ta'ala has written for him. Going back to what we discussed, 
when we discussed the definition of a Sahabi, that the Sahabi will die upon believing in the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And what we understand, and what our creed is in relation to Isa ibn Maryam, is that he will die, of course, believing in the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, and die upon the deen of Islam. Wallahu ta'ala a'alam. Now, as for the next point, Barakallahu Fikum, the next point, Tafadl uh, Shamsu. حتى لا يبقى منه شيء. نعم. and English حسين. And so Sheikh Ozan, here he begins by discussing Iman in terms of its definition. And so when you have, generally when you're studying uh, any topic in Deen, in Sharia, Ahlul Ilm, they will begin by discussing it in terms of its ta'rif, its definition. And the ta'rif is usually of two types. Definitions are usually of two types. Lughatan, linguistically, or shar'an, yani islamically, in terms of the sharia. And so iman, lughatan, iman, in the lugha, in the language, tasdiq al-jazim, is an absolute belief in a particular affair where it does not accept any form of doubt. So it's ma'yuqabil al-shak. So when you have iman, we're talking about iman, linguistically, is that which opposes shak, yani doubt. As for iman shara'an, huwa taqad bi qalb, wa nutq bi lisan, وعمل بالجوارح يزيد بطاعة وينقص بالمعصية. and so as for iman in the Sharia, then it's the belief within the heart, the statement upon the tongue, the actions upon the limbs, it increases. With the belief, or increases with obedience rather, and decreases with disobedience. So thus, this is the ta'rif of Iman in the Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. So the ta'rif of Iman with Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So they discuss Iman essentially by way of. Uh, the the heart, the tongue, and the limbs. That they are all, yeah, they all con- they all consequential of one another. I said so one has to 
follow one for the other. In terms of Iman. I saw Iman, for example, Iman in the heart will become manifest upon what is said on the tongue. Or become manifest upon what is said or what is what is done with the limbs. Likewise, will acts. That a person's actions with their limbs or the statements that they make upon their tongue are indicative of that which resides within the heart from Iman. And so, they are, they, all of these things go hand in hand. Sheikh Ubaid, he mentions the affair of Iman and he, and he discusses it by way of yani Aqwal wa Amal. He discusses it by way of speech and actions. And so, before, the first thing he mentions is that Iman, I quote in Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions Iman is qawl al-qalb wal-lisan wa-amul al-qalb wal-lisan wal-jawarih. And so he mentions that Iman is a call, a statement that emanates from the heart and the tongue. That's what Iman, a statement that emanates from the heart and the tongue. Well, Amal and the action from the heart, the tongue, and the limbs. Naam. So essentially, what Sheikh Wazan mentions and what Sheikh Obeid mentioned in here, or what Sheikh Islam in Taymiyyah is mentioning here, they're one and the same. They're one and the same. However, categorized differently. Naam, however, they're one and the same. Due to the fact that neither ta'rif, neither definition neglects to mention iman being from the heart, the tongue and the limbs and so Sheikh Obeidi mentions as for the call of lisan na'am, as for the call of lisan in terms of iman huwa kullu kawl kullu it's every good word that is mentioned that Allah is pleased with. And that He's commanded with. So, calling Lisan is every statement that is good, <coughs> upright, pure, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded with. Or that His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has commanded with. From examples of that is Qiraatul Quran, is the recitation of Quran. Or dhikr, making words or saying words of remembrance. Or tasbih, the call of subhanallah. Or takbir, or hamd, nafranat. From akwal, from upright statements. And no doubt, rather, Sheikh mentions bel, asasuddin. Rather, the basis of the deen in its totality is that the person states the shahadatain. 
And what is this except that it's the call of Lisan? And what is this except that it's an action or a call from Iman? From a person's Iman. And so this is call bin Lisan. A statement upon the tongue. Thereafter you have the call, the call of the Qalb. Now I'm the call of the Qalb. The same of the Qalb is Mastakarra fihi min aqa'id wa yaslu ilayh. And so it's what the heart has become content with by way of creed. And what the heart has settled upon by way of creed. That's the call of, that's the call of the Qalb. And what the person holds by way of their creed. And so the Shaykh goes to mention if in Kanat had the Aqaid min al Kitabi was Sunnah, while I faham a Salaf Salaf, Fahia Sahiha. And if these creeds and the things that they believe in are in line with the book and the Sunnah, upon the understanding of the Faham Salaf Salaf, then it's correct, it's upright. When Kanat lays at Kadalik, and if it's not like that, then understand it's corrupt. Naam. This is the call al qalb. And that which emanates from the heart. Then you have the amal al qalb. The actions of the heart. The amal al qalb are, for example, at the class. And that which leads from that by way of actions or, or adhering to the commands and staying away from prohibitions. And so, Mithalahu, Mithalahu, the example mentioned here by Sheikh Ubaid, إِذَا أَذْنَ الْمُعَذِّنَ أَزَمَ الْقَلْبِ عَلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَهَذَا عَمْلَ الْقَلْبِ and so, when the Mu'addin calls Adhan, and then the person within their heart, they have that determination, and they have that decisive, they've made that decisive action to attend the Salah. Now, they've made a decisive action to attend the Salah. This action of attending the Salah began with the Qalb, began with the heart. Now, and so hence, when we discuss the affair of the Niyyah, and we say that the niyyah is uh, the place of a person's intention is the heart. Now a person's intention resides within the heart. Because first and foremost, a person stating the intention with the tongue is a bid'ah, is an innovation. And thus, likewise, the example that is uh, often, often given, why? Because it's something that people do on a regular basis is that they will state their intention before performing a salah. Mathalan. And so, they stand and before they make takbir to ihram, before that first takbir, they will say that I'm going to pray salat al-kadha, salat al-dhuhr, for example. Four raka'ah. And they say that I'm going to pray this, this, for salah, this salah for Allah Ta'ala. Naam. This, however, is there's, first of all, there's no basis in, in, the, in the Sharia for this, or the Sunnah and the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for this. However, along with that as well, 
is the reality that the person has already made that intention. Now, because within their heart, they made the intention to attend the masjid, mm-hmm. or within their heart, they are well aware that they're coming to attend the salah. And usually that intent becomes manifest in our other actions. So, for example, the person walks to the masjid. He's not walking to the masjid aimlessly. He walks to the masjid with the intent of praying the salah. So the intention is already there. Or, for example, the individual, he comes to the, he comes to the salah, or he's, he's uh, within the home, he's going to pray. He goes and makes wudu. Naam, and he makes wudu. Why? Because he wants to pray the salah. And so, the intent resides within the heart. And as we mentioned, that which resides within the heart will become manifest in other ways, upon the tongue, upon the limbs. And so that intention that the person has to perform whatever action, that becomes manifest. And that's the amal al-qalb. And that's the action of the heart. And the, 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 the person's ikhlas. Likewise as well, from the amal al-qalb, is that the individual adheres to the ibadah of the heart. For example, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The love of Allah azawajal, is from the action of the heart. Or the fear of Allah subhanahu from the action of the heart. Allah ta'ala a'lam. And thereafter you have the amla jawarih. Are the actions upon the limbs. Like the salah. Or the fast of the hajj. Or iyalatul marid. Visiting the sick. These are all actions a person does with the limbs. And so. With this we understand. This is from the affair of iman. And so, the Shaykh goes on to mention that قائد الأهل السنة والجماعة في العمل الإيمان يتعلف من الاعتقاد والعمل والقول والقول والعمل عندهم الإيمان ومن حقيقته لكن هل هو شرط الصحة أو شرط الكمال So the Shaykh mentions the أهل السنة والجماعة when it comes to Iman, then it is tied in with the etiquad, what you believe. Your amal, your actions, and the call and the statement. Iman is inclusive of all of these things that we mentioned. Naam. And so, the call and the amal with them is from Iman. Naam, call and the amal is from Iman. And who rejects that? The murja. Naam. They would say this is only from the belief in the heart. But however, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah affirm all of these things from Iman. And so thus, do we state that the call and the amal is a condition in order for the Iman to be present? Or is the call and the amal is from the perfection of Iman. You understand the question? So, is the speech and action, we affirm, speech and action is from Iman. 
But is it needed to be? Is it is it a need to be there for the in order for you to have the asl of iman, or your basis of iman? Meaning that if you don't have kaul and amal, then there's no iman. Naam. Or is it there for the perfection and the completion of your iman? Naam. Is the question clear? Two. The Sheikh mentions that Awalan, that with this is, there is tafsir. That there are actions that if the person leaves it off, then this individual has disbelieved. So it's not absolute. So it's not absolute that, they, that actions are from a shart or are conditional. And it's not absolute that they are from the perfection of Iman. Rather, it's, it's detailed. Why? Because there are actions that if a person leaves it, then he has left Iman. For example, the Shahadatain. The person cannot now state that they do not, they're not going to say the Shahada and claim to have Iman at the same time. Now, for example. And so, with that, there are actions that if a person leaves it, they'll disbelieve. However, then you have those actions that if they leave it, then they are, they're falling into fisk. Naam, they're falling into wrongdoing. And so with that, <coughs> with that wrongdoing, this yarfi kamal al-iman al-wajib, this now negates the Completion and perfection of one is iman, which is an obligation that we seek to perfect our iman. <coughs> an example of that, as mentioned by the Sheikh, is a zakah, was siyam, siyam Ramadan, was fridat al hajj. So the person leaves off the zakah, paying zakah. He doesn't pay zakah. Or the siyam Ramadan. Or the fast of Ramadan, or obligation of Hajj. And so, if he leaves these off, tahawanan. So he leaves off these actions, mafalan, due to negligence. Then such an individual is a fasik. Now he's an evil doer. However, woman tarakaha, juhudan. However, whoever leaves it off. Yani in rejection of his obligation, then this individual is a kafir. Why? Because within that is takdeeb of that which Allah Ta'ala has revealed. Right? They've denied that which Allah Ta'ala has revealed. And so, this individual has disbelieved. So the first one's clear, the second one's clear, inshallah. Now, make sense? Then we have the third. And the third is the one that leaves off something that negates the kamal and mustahab. So he leaves off something which negates the completion and the perfection of iman in a manner which is mustahab. I leaves off the mustahabat. He leaves off the actions which are generally actions that are recommended, highly recommended. And so, for example, the person leaves off the sunnah al-ratiba, like the ratiba from the sunnah prayers. Or he leaves off the fasting of Mondays and Thursdays. 
Or, for example, he leaves off the establishing Qiyamah Lane. Then, with this, as we understand, that the individual, of course, he still has Iman. And so this is something, if the person leaves this, this is something that, that negates the perfection of their Iman. However, it does not negate the Asl of their Iman. Now, so those are the three scenarios. The first, who can, who can relate the three to? Back. The three scenarios of someone that leaves off something. Listen to Iman. And, I'm so, and what was that then? So the first one is... So then that is, the, if you leave off something that is... No, so it's something that is, if, if you leave it off, it's kufr. So the action that if you leave it off is disbelief. Explanation, and an example of that is the shahadatain. Now you can't leave the shahadatain and have iman. Now The second, if you leave off something which is... Wajah, obligatory. Now, if the person leaves this off, then this is fisk. Now, if the person leaves it off due to negligence, it's fisk. If they leave it off due to the rejection of his obligation, then it is kufr. Now, and then you have the third, the leaves of the mustahabbat. And in this scenario, what? It could be regarded being ghafla, but. In relation to Iman though, he has the asl of Iman, however, hasn't perfected, perfect, sort of perfect and complete his Iman. Now, thereafter, Sheikh Obeid mentions the discussion around, I so we have, the, we have the, the, the ta'rif of Iman, the definition of Iman, when it comes to the belief in the heart, speech upon the tongue, action of the limbs. Thereafter, in the discussion around the ziyalat al-iman. The increase and the decrease of iman. Naam, iman increase, increase and decreases. As Allah Ta'ala states, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ عَيَادُهُ زَادَتُمْ إِيمَانًا Naam, indeed, the believers are those that when the ayat of Allah are recited to them, their hearts tremble. Or when Allah Ta'ala is, is remembered, their hearts tremble. And when the ayat, and when his ayat are recited to them, they increase in iman. They increase in iman. This ayah, thus is a proof that iman increases. It's a proof that iman increases. And so, with this, no doubt, we are now, we affirm that by way of the statement that Tuliyat alayhim ayatu zadatum imana. And no doubt, Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, the Tafawat, are of different, they believe that the, the people, the Tafawat, Ahlul Iman are of different levels when it comes to their Iman. And so, you may have an individual that has a large or high Iman. 
And here may have an individual that has what's referred to as a mithqala dinar, or nisif dinar, half a dinar, or mithqala dharra, or small atoms, weight of iman. And so, with the presence of the different amounts of iman, this is an indication of its increase and decrease. This is different amounts. The person may have a high level iman and a low level iman. As for the one that falls into ma'asi, as for the one that falls into disobedience, then the belief of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, or the one that falls into disobedience, yeah, is sin. The belief of Ahlul Sunnah is that they do not make takfir of such an individual. Yani they are not made, they do not dis, uh, describe that such an individual that has fallen into this, has fallen into, yani kufr, yani al-itraq. They do not, they do not describe this individual as fallen into kufr, yani absolutely. For whatever the action may be, from the, yani major sins. Then, rather the one has fallen into such an action, then they are in one of two conditions. And the one that falls into Ma'asi is of two is in one of two conditions. The first The first is that the individual fall into a ma'asi and then he has now declared it to be halal. He's fallen into disobedience and he's declared it to be halal. And deliberately. Such an individual has disbelieved. Now, such an individual has disbelieved. Why? Because he has opposed the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hukum of Allah ta'ala and lied upon Allah and his messenger and opposed the ijma' of the Muslimin, opposed the consensus of the Muslimin. Then you have the hal thani The second is the one that has fallen into ma'asiyah, I fallen into disbelief or dis, uh, disobedience rather. Mu'taqidan harama. And so the second is the one that has fallen into disobedience. However, he believes, he holds that absolute belief that he's fallen into haram. And that he is erroneous. Then such an individual is a fasik. Such an individual is regarded as being a fasik. And that he may face an aqoba, a punishment in the dunya, which is at the hands or at the discretion of the hakim, of the ruler. And also ruler. So these are the two scenarios. Does that make sense, Ikhwan? Then, 
you have as well that Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah affirm al-Akhuwa al-Imaniya li-Ahlul Kabair. So they affirm that their brothers, that these people that fall into Kabair are their brothers in Iman. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, فَمَنْ أُفْيَ لَهُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ شَيْءٌ فَاتِبَاءٌ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And so, that which has been pardoned from his brother, for what he's fallen into, then it should be followed with a righteous and good action. That which is upright. When the shahid of the ayah, the mention of Akhihi, by his brother. So this individual is pardoned, why? Due to, yani ma, ma, due to Ma'asi. He's pardoned from Ma'asi. He's disobedient. However, he's referred to as his Akhihi, his brother. And so, with this, no doubt Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah affirm in this affair of Akhuwa, uh for the one that has fallen into a major sin. And so, as for the Khawarij, then the Khawarij, they mention two things in relation to the one that falls into a major sin. They mention that the Hukum alayhi bil kufr fi dunya. They mention that he's fallen into kufr in the dunya. And so, because he's fallen into kufr, I endow him, as they say, then his blood now, his wealth, become halal to take. The second thing they mention, in relation to the one that falls into the major sin, is that he in the akhirah will be khalid or khuluduhu fin He will be within the hellfire for eternity. If he dies upon that major sin without making tawbah. This is the erroneous belief and the evil creed and the innovative creed of the khawarij. As for the Mu'tazila, they're not far removed from this creed. Where they say, if he falls into the major sin, فَهُوَ فِي الدُّنْيَا فِي مَنْزِلَةٍ بَيْنَ مَنْزِلَتَيْنِ Now they're in a abode between two. He's not a Muslim nor is he a Kafir. Naam. And as for in the Akhirah, then he's within the hellfire for eternity. Again, erroneous. Rather, as we mentioned, the belief of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah is that this individual is not something which is absolute. Rather, the individual, if he regards it as being something halal, whilst knowing, and then he speaks, and he declares his action to be halal, whilst knowing that they're haram, then such a person has disbelief. Now, however, if he acknowledges that he has fallen into error, if he acknowledges that he's fallen into error, 
then this individual is a fasik. وينصح بالدفاعس إن الله تعالى أعلم. and this is the belief of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah regarding Iman. I will conclude with that. Inshallah, barakallahu fiqum. Jazakum alkhira. Wa sallallahu wa baraka nabiyyina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi wasallam. Inshallah, next lesson we'll go on to discuss um, the companions and what what we'll do in Allah. We may not um, use the book initially. We'll, we'll just go and discuss some of the athar, some of the narrations regarding the companions and their father. Now, some of the virtue of the companions, and thereafter go and uh, we'll go to read some of the text. Inshallah. Barakallahu feekum. So they, they they refused to pray. It was empty now, and so similar to uh, the what we discussed the salah, where the person antenna and the salah and he refused to pray. It's not that he he refused to pray and that, that was it. Khalas. He refused to pray. He was advised about the hukum of it and he still refused. Essentially, this person now rejected it. Now, so thus Abu Bakr Sadiq fought against them. No. If you, how if you say, how can Allah be the most merciful if he's going to put people into their hellfire? Essentially, first, the first thing is the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one which is not, uh, cannot be uh, enumerated and encompassed by yani, us as mankind. That's the first thing. Like all the sifat. We affirm the sifat of Allah Ta'ala as He's affirmed them, whether it be by that which is affirmed in the Quran or the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. We know that Allah Ta'ala has affirmed a rahmah for Himself, has affirmed rahmah upon all of the creation, and He's affirmed a rahmah specifically for the believers. Now, with this affair of rahmah, then the punishment of an individual does not negate the presence of Rahmah doesn't, doesn't negate the presence of mercy for no doubt everyone will receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that which they're deserving so Allah ta'ala mentions in the hadith in the hadith of Qudsi that inni haramtu dhulm ala nafsi he mentioned, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that indeed I have made oppression haram upon myself. And thus made it haram upon you. So do not oppress one another. Shahid is that he's made oppression haram upon himself. I that he will not oppress in any way, shape or form. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, he will not oppress even an atom's weight of oppression. So, when it comes to the affair of mercy, then it's for those that are deserving of the mercy. And mercy 
and blessings can occur in many ways. And so the one that is punished, he cannot now say that he did not receive anything from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For we know that the one that is punished is the one that has received the message and did not accept the message. And if the person who received the message has not accepted the message, by way of him receiving the message, in of, that, in of itself is a rahmah from Allah. Him receiving the message is a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because Allah ta'ala has created us with a purpose. Not created the jinn, one of mankind except to worship me. He's created us with that purpose. However, He Taala did not leave us with that purpose whilst not knowing and not being able to access the knowledge of that purpose of why we are here in this dunya. Rather, He sent to us yani, prophets and messengers. Sent to us prophets and messengers. And this action of sending prophets and messengers in of itself is a rahmah. Allah Ta'ala referred to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, as Ra'uf al Rahim. Naam, by referring to Allah to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, by way of Rahmah. Uh, he was a mercy to mankind, as he was sent to all of mankind. And so a person cannot negate that they have received the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they have received the message. And if they receive the message, either that, that mercy, and they still reject it, then they will see that will receive that which they deserve from by way of punishment. And so these two do not negate one another. On Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not blessed. No. Uh, it was it would be the ibarah that I'll avoid. Uh, that wording I'll avoid. I would avoid it. Why? Because just generally, if you say that upon kufr, then this essentially leads to their kafir, essentially. Now, even if, for example, you may have due right in that. Now, but of course, when it comes to the affair of takfir, it's one that is, uh, is very important that the person is well aware of the ahkam in relation to it. And exercises caution with it. And so, in Bab Ihtiyat, I wouldn't use that particular ibar. But if a person now, um, using the same example, he he says that music is halal because of this and that, this, uh, this hadith says this or that hadith says that, essentially, they are upon very dangerous ground. And they wouldn't necessarily say that they're making it halal in a manner where a person is doing it deliberately. So they know it's haram, for example. And then they are still trying to declare it to be halal for themselves or for others. Now this is something different. 
this individual, maybe they are taken by Shubha or Shahwa, and they, they've been deceived to believe that it is something which is halal. Now, this is something else. However, now a person that is well aware of it, and then he uh, declares it to be halal, whilst being aware it's haram. This individual is, or is, is what has been discussed, is, is, has disbelieved in that regard. No. What do you No. Salam to the Christ. Is giving in charity on a Friday any different to any of the other days? Essentially, the, 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 no doubt the, the Yom Al-Jum'ah carries virtue in of itself. But in terms of specifying that date, then I wouldn't say you specify the day for charity. Allah, Allah knows best. Rather, what a person should strive to do is try to give something in charity every day. Even if it's a small amount. There's something in charity every day that, that means that a person now is uh, giving charity on a consistent basis. And that they are consistently upon ibadah in that regard and the ibadah of their wealth. In that regard, and it's consistently seeking to purify their wealth. So this is this is something which is virtuous, and this is something that was actually uh, one of the brothers he asked one of the mashaykh years ago about how to um, alleviate the hard the hardness of the heart. And from the things he advised him with was to give charity every day, even if it's a small amount. No. Essentially, I can't, I can't remember that they, that they mentioned at the time. No, I can't remember. It's not, it's not coming to me. Afwan. But essentially, no. This is, this is of course, this opposes the, the Aqeed of Ahlul Sunnah Swal Jama'ah, of uh, the one that falls into the major sin. As. Uh, Allah Ta'ala mentions, and he, and he will forgive whoever he wills. Then as long as the person hasn't fallen into shirk. So from that we understand this is the creed of Ahl Sunnah. They say it's, it's, it's not Duna Dalika. They say that the it's um, the major sins are not lesser than shirk. Of course they are. They are lesser than shirk. No. Barakallahu wa barak wa nabiyyana Muhammad wa alihi wa sallam.